Welcome to Rebel Radio, the place to be for entrepreneurs who are hungry for impact and doing business their own way. I'm Cindy Van Arnhem, your rebellious leader for the healers and coaches willing to do what it takes to activate their limitless wealth through the power of self-mastery. The key to claiming your potential, trusting your wisdom, and creating infinite possibility in your world. I am so excited to dive into yet another epic Rebel Radio conversation with my new friend, Emma. Emma and I have just met literally 10 minutes ago. (laughs) Emma, welcome to the show. I'm so glad that you're here today. I'm so glad to be here, Cindy. Thank you so much for just extending this open, vulnerable space to me. I'm so excited. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about who Emma is. Oh, Emma's many people in one, as we all are. It's the hardest question you could ever ask anyone. Um, (laughs) But some of the basics. Hello, I'm Emma. I'm a North Carolina native. Um, I am very much a Leo. And as I just learned, a numerology number 10. in my business and work life, I am a life coach and a soon to be certified hypnotist. And I'm really passionate about helping people in their 20s who are kind of going through this like quarter life crisis phase to really drop the shoulds of life, whether it's coming from the self-help world of you have to have this morning routine, you need to meditate this often, or from society, you know, the whole ladder of success, get married, have kids, 401k, whatever that means, all that jazz. Mm-hmm. I like to really work with people to break all that down so that they can write their own rules about what's going to make them fulfilled and joyful in this life. Write your own rules. Yeah, you belong on this show. <laughs> <laughs> I know. When I saw Rebel Radio, I was like, this sounds like my jam. Absolutely. And I love that too, because, you know, in my 20s, I was busy doing cocaine. And if I had have known this information back then, my life would have been a lot different. Now I'm super grateful for my journey and where it's led me, but to have that information at your age and to be able to support young adults, like that's just huge. So thank you for doing your work in the world. Absolutely. And thank you for yours and being able to have this kind of platform to spread it. It's, It's so appreciated. Absolutely. So before we went live, we were sharing a little bit of your information about numerology. And I'm curious, what was one of your biggest like, uh, oh, I do that moments? Definitely. So being in numerology number 10, I may believe you called it like the main thing is like the happiness, you know, living happy life. A few things came up. The first was that emotions and that emotional acceptance is one of the biggest themes of my own personal journey and what I work with people on. So, you know, if you are sad, if you are having a depressed and anxious kind of day, not turning that into a thing of like, and now this means there's something wrong with me. Mm. So it's very interesting to me that like through my life, I've had all this like emotional kind of stifling and resistance. And I wonder if, you know, I like astrology a lot and we always talk about like unevolved Leos and things like that. It's almost like that was kind of like a reaction of an unevolved 10. Like I can only feel good emotions because happiness is what I'm supposed to be feeling all the time. That's my should. Yeah. Um, so as I was kind of thinking about it, as we were talking, that's what clicked most. And that's what I'm also most passionate about is people being able to accept their full range of emotions so that they can be their happiest. 
So Absolutely. I love that. So good. So good. And I love that, de that defining too, is, you know, we can have these moments of feeling sad or angry or what we perceive as negative emotions, mm -hmm. but that doesn't make us who we are. And there's nothing wrong with us when we do feel those emotions. And I think that's something that is really important for us as a society to know and understand. Absolutely. And I think especially people in the self-help world, whether they're, you know, you're just a normal person reading the books, maybe working with a coach, doing different stuff, or you are, you know, like a coach, a healer, a numerologist, anyone like really being able to put that message forward. Cause I know I didn't really get that when I first started on my personal development journey. And so it really like helped me lean into this negative belief that negative emotions are bad. So yeah. it's really a big responsibility as people with platforms and people taking in this information to realize that we're human and we're here to feel that spectrum of emotion. And that doesn't mean anything yeah. negative or bad about us. So. Exactly. Yeah. I always make the joke, you know, as society, we've been trained to, to numb it, dumb it, feed it, alcohol it, Netflix it, shove it under the carpet, drug it. We're not supposed to feel that way. Right. But yes. as humans, we're supposed to feel that way. Like that's truly why we came here is to, yeah. you know, it's, maybe a little bit over said, but like spiritual beings having a human experience, like you can't pretend to be a spiritual being. A, a spiritual being still has these emotions. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's no like bypassing and gaslighting your way out of that. That's just what life yeah. is. And I think yeah. that simplicity is more needed, so. Yeah, and we take the judgment out of it and we just love and accept ourselves anyway. And I'm experiencing a moment of sadness and I love myself. I'm gonna love myself through it. And, you know, intense emotion is meant to dissipate in 15 minutes or less if we yes. don't judge it, right? It's the exactly. judgment that perpetuates it. Exactly, it's that, it's almost like a negative food for thought. It's like this <laughs> thought that like propel it forward and take it from 15 minutes to 30 minutes to X, Y, Z amount of time. Yeah. Um, and obviously this is a separate conversation from like mental health and like illness and how that all plays out. But generally, like we've been talking about, we've been taught to judge and shame ourselves for feeling very normal things, which is, yeah. 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 So this leads me to the question of self-mastery. And, you know, I always say on the show, everybody has a different definition for self-mastery, which I love because it shows how we have all these different perspectives and different beliefs, and it allows us to learn from and through each other. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious what self-mastery means to you. Yeah, and I love that you have this term, um, mastery and like mastering something. My business is called authenticity remastered. So I was like, it's mm -hmm. in the line. I really like that. Um, to me, it really means being with yourself wherever you are on your journey. So very similar to that kind of, you know, last theme we were just talking about of acceptance, like being able to not judge yourself where you are, but be aware of what's coming up. And with that, like the skills you kind of learn and master are the things that help ground you. And those things are going to be different for me, for you, for anyone. So it's not kind of falling for this, like, and now I'm just going to do this one thing and I'll be happy forever. <laughs> you know, being with yourself in the moments of sadness, but knowing like journaling is really helpful for me, or maybe going on a walk, like being able to have these little tools in your pocket so that you can continue, I guess, to come home to yourself yeah. even when the journey gets rough because that's what life is at times and that's okay. Yeah, I love that. I love that. It's so important that we understand that not every tool is going to work for us, but there is a plethora 
of tools available. A whole lot, yes. <laughs> yeah, so we just got to kind of pick and choose and try and experiment. And knowing as well, too, I know for me, I had a very strict morning routine last year mm -hmm. in 2020. Um, I'm a ruling number four, so I like structure, stability. Mm -hmm. I love the systems. And so wow. for me, it was like having that very strict morning routine where I did the exact same thing every morning. It served me in that time. But also knowing that we're constantly evolving and changing. And as we came into this five energy of 2021, all of a sudden I was like, the morning routine went out the window. And now every day it's something different. I still have a morning routine, yeah. but it changes every day based on what I'm inspired to do. I love that. And I've actually noticed recently, I've been super strict on my morning routine for the past two or three years, I guess, of like, wake up, meditate, yoga, breakfast, we're moving. But in the past month or so, I've gotten a lot more loose with it. And not out of like a lack of discipline, but just out of like, is this intuitively what I want to do or feel like I need to do? Yeah. No, not right now. Probably still meditate sometime today. But I'm not feeling it right now. So I think part of that mastery too, is like, knowing discipline, but also being able to follow an intuitive flow, which sounds kind of hard and takes time, but it's not being so rigid, but knowing what keeps you grounded. Yeah. And just not doing the things because you're committed to it and you like, I'm going to force myself to do right. it. But trusting yourself that what you're doing in that moment is right for you. Right. Committing to you, not committing to the thing you do. Yes. Ooh, that one's juicy. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> so another conversation that we love here at Rebel Radio and on all of my platforms is the conversation about wealth. Mm -hmm. Now, wealth can be somewhat triggering for some people. I know that I have triggered a lot of people with that word and make a shit ton of money. But I'm curious what wealth means to you because it means something different to everybody. Yeah, I was reflecting on this for the show. Cause I, you know, this is a big theme here and I, I love that. And I think the fact that wealth is triggering triggers are always a place of insight, you know, a place to learn a little bit more about ourselves. Why is this triggering? Why is it making me feel this way? And wealth has been a huge thing like that for me in my entrepreneurial journey. Um, but for starters, I think for the most part, we all come into the world with something we have a little bit of wealth around. For some people, it's school, you know, doing really well academically, stereotypical intelligence. That was me growing up. I was kind of a nerd and I loved it. Mm -hmm. Other people, it's being societally beautiful, you know, being able to really have a rich romantic life, all of that. Other people, it's just having that good all around charisma, personality, everyone loves them. I think like these are the little pockets of wealth we experience growing up. A lot of the times so we kind of have these archetypes where we feel really solid and really good. Mm -hmm. And I think part of wealth is learning that all of these different sort of pockets of life can be accessible to all of us. If we learn to decondition the fact, the idea that we can only be one of them mm. so in my own life. Like I grew up with a lot of shame and a lot of, feeling of rejection around my looks and my appearance and my desirability. But in the past few years, it's been deconstructing those beliefs of I'm undesirable, I'm ugly, I'm X, Y, Z, and learning to step into that side of me and be like, well, the people I am interested in don't feel that way about me. They don't feel negatively about me. 
you know, like people would joke about growing up because people were all kind of bullies growing up and that's just how we're taught, you know? So I think one part of wealth is learning that we can find balance in all these different arenas of life that we feel called to, that we feel yeah. a need to kind of fulfill. And one of those arenas is money. Yes. You know, one of them is money. And I think part of the way some people come into the world with that arena more fulfilled is, you know, if you come from a background of wealth, if you have an education in it early on, you know, you aren't around people who are triggered by it and they can just talk about it freely. But for those of us who don't have that kind of background, it's about learning to decondition all these beliefs we have around it so that we can learn to see money as energy, money as a tool, anything like that, rather than just like money is an evil part of capitalism. Yeah. Because unfortunately it's part of the system that we live in and we can't really escape that. Yeah. Um, so it's very interesting. I think that's how I like to look at it for the most part, this kind of balance of these different arenas, money being a big one that we just need to learn to decondition the kind of pain and strain around. Oh, I love that so much. The different arenas of life and we can have wealth in all of them if we choose to. That's so yeah. good. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. So what's one truth that you wish every entrepreneur knew? You don't have to do it anyone else's way. Ooh, I and like I say that. that because that's what I'm learning. <laughs> <laughs> very much learning you know like I think you can and when I say I think you can it's mean I have done all these things you fall down the rabbit hole of marketing of I'm supposed to do it this way of coaching programs of I need to offer these kind of freebies and of other people's strategies what worked for them either in finding clients finding their own happiness manifesting like it's so easy to fall down these convoluted rabbit holes of what worked very specifically for other people but just like we were talking about earlier everyone has their own juice you know like it's almost like we all kind of have our own flavor that we need to find that we really like and what i'm really experimenting with right now and what i've found to really enjoy is just keep following the things that light me up and the mm -hmm. things that are working rather than like I'm committed to this strategy. I have to watch this strategy play out for three months and then I'll know it doesn't work. So entrepreneurs could just take in like the reason they're on this journey is so that they can show the world something new, not so that they can follow the carbon copy of someone else's path. Oh, so good. I love that. And from a numerological perspective, same thing, right? We're mm -hmm. all, we all have a different mathematical code. We all do things differently. And when we're trying to, as a ruling number four, do what a nine does, it's really out of alignment and it's really uncomfortable. What works for the seven may not work for the two, right? And so we have to be really aware of who we are and how we're showing up because as, as entrepreneurs, our business is an extension of us. And if we're trying to force this round peg into a square hole, it's really uncomfortable. So uncomfortable and it just leads to so much frustration and burnout. And I know like those are the moments when I was like, I'm, I'm fucking over this. I'm giving up on this journey. I can't do it. But it's these like energizing things. Like for me showing up in communication in these conversations with people, I'm on TikTok. I love being on TikTok. You know, I don't love writing my Instagram posts in the plain copy form where you never write in paragraphs and you only write in single lines. Like those just, those kind of things don't work for me. So it's again, grounding back into those things that which bring you joy and which ground you. Yes, absolutely. I love that. So, I mean, you've shared a lot about who you are and what you've discovered about yourself, but what's something that's really stood out to you about what you've learned about yourself in this journey? 
Uh, that all the things that I want to kind of teach and share, when I share them, will come back and like slap me in the face and be like, <laughs> you thought you knew that? That's really interesting. Cause actually try this and all right, all right, all right, slow down. Um, but I think that, you know, how this process of like kind of being this inner perfectionist and, you know, wanting to feel like kind of back to that theme of self mastery. I think like, again, this sort of, unevolved side of self mastery is thinking that you've mastered everything, right? you know? So I think for me, it's really been learning that I will never master anything totally. And that's okay. Yeah. I can be with myself in the flow of how things are moving and going. And then if other people are saying that they've mastered something 100% totally, they're probably lying a little bit because we're all always learning. Right. Um, so I think it's just like leaning into learning rather than like, seeing something as a seeing something seeing it as a journey rather than seeing something as a destination yeah absolutely and i fully agree with you that we can never fully master anything because if the expression i use all the time if you're not growing you're dying and if you think you've got it all figured out well then you're at the end of the road and you're dying yeah 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 i am um, i'm reading a course in miracles right now i don't know oh, if yes and one of their principles of miracles is like time is a tool to achieve miracles and it will run out once its job is done. Yeah. So like to your point, it's like once the growing has been done, then your time will end. Like I've kind of started looking at life weirdly in that way. Um, so it's just interesting, you know, how we're in this nonlinear experience. There's always more to learn. And if you're in a place where you feel like you've learned it all, what are the real needs there? What's the lack of security, certainty, fear of the future that you're feeling that is manifesting in like, and I have it all figured out kind of energy. Yeah. I can tell you right now, I don't have it all figured out. Yeah, no. <laughs> this is a conversation I was having with my business partner this morning, actually, was this idea of clarity. Mm. And I said to her, I was like, you know, I, sometimes I feel like I don't have clarity, but I do have I, I know two things and I don't know two things, but that's part of our six core needs is certainty and uncertainty, both of them. We need to have both in order to fully live our experience. And yeah. so if we know it all, we're actually giving, we're, we're trying to control. That's really what it is. Right. And we're my expression. There is no fucking mountain. If I am like trying to figure out all the hows and I've got it all figured out and I know exactly what's going to happen. All I'm doing is repeating my past over and over and over again. When we lean into the unknown and take that leap of faith and I don't actually know what's going to happen. That's when we're creating something new. Exactly. Exactly. And I think like, being able to take those leaps while we still support ourselves. You know, sometimes they sound so scary. I was talking with a client about it this week of like coming out of the pandemic, you know, a lot of us have done a lot of inner work and a lot of healing in this time. But now this idea of like going back into real world, real life is like, Ooh, like I got so happy and healthy here in my house. Right? Why would I start going to whole foods instead of getting my groceries delivered? I don't get it, you know? Right. But it's a little bit of like, you can still go outside of your comfort zone, but now that you have these tools, you come back to your comfort zone. You know, it's not taking these leaps forever. It's I've grown this much and now I'm ready to grow a little bit further, but no, I can still feel stable and secure in this time of transition, of newness, of whatever that is. Yeah, I love that. 
So good. Emma, I feel like I could talk to you all day about this stuff. And it always, the show always comes to a close so quickly. But as mm. always, we end the show with one last question. Amazing. What do you dream of for the world? Ooh. Uh, I'm, I'm going to cheat and choose more than one thing. Okay. <laughs> my, first thing, my first thing is that everyone could learn to meditate in their own way because I mm. feel like it's one of the inner practices that can be accessible to everyone if people find the thing that works for them. That's one of my favorite practices. And my other bigger, loftier dream for the world, not so um, strategy-based, so you have to learn meditation. <laughs> um, just that we could all learn to kind of like can peel back these layers that we have around ourselves, you know, live more authentically, realize that we're allowed to, that this whole thing of conditioning happens when we're from ages zero to seven and that we can peel back those layers and really learn to, and to your point, you know, learn this self-mastery, learn to remaster our authenticity and find so much happiness and joy because of it. And I feel like if that was able to happen, it would create kind of a domino effect where we'd be this positive catalyst in each other's lives. Um, so I think that would be my biggest dream for the world. And that's what inspires me with my business is helping people basically be happier as themselves. They're so true selves. So I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for being on the show. No, thank you for having me. This has been so, so wonderful. I've absolutely loved this conversation. Thank you for joining us for another epic episode of Rebel Radio. If you feel so inspired and you wish to help out another entrepreneur, share this episode out, leave a review. And of course, if you want to know how to leverage this information, visit my website, cindyvanarnum.com, and where you can discover who you are, what you want, and how to get it. Thanks for joining us, and I'll see you next week.